anybody here? Anybody else? Wants to come wants with. To come with me. This yeah. moment will be the moment of good. Something real, fun, and fun, good, and inspiring. We will do it together. Hello and welcome to Cruising Together, the show that is real, fun, and inspiring. And we are doing it together. I am a host, Greg Shegel. I am a host, Chris Geruso. And we are your hosts for this chronological, movie-by-movie, exploration would that be a good word? Examination? Discussination? Enjoyification of the filmography of one Tom Cruise. In this episode, we are discussing Mission Impossible 3. That would be the third movie in the Mission Impossible franchise. That is correct. Yeah. By my count. By, by your count, it would be the third one. I agree. What with the letter, with the letter 3 at the end of it. Yeah. We're on the same page here. Page three. Page three of the Mission Impossible film saga. Speaking of franchises, yeah, our guest. Yeah, you're right. Is kind of a franchise. This is like the second. No, the nay, the third family affair we've had. <laughs> Wait a minute. All right, so we've had members of my family. That's correct. That's family number one. Two cousins and an uncle. Yep. We've had Carly Mayer. And her husband, okay, Stephen Mayer, sure, family. You're going to count it like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Come on. And now that's a, that's a family in a legal sense. Yes. Contractually speaking, I agree. I am not fighting you on this. Yeah. And now, you may remember our guest from episode Magnolia, Chris Omatic. Correct. I, re- I do remember. Well, I'm talking Chris to the, the listeners should be saying, I remember. Yeah. Like they're speaking out loud in their car or their gymnasium. And now they're going, oh, my God, he knows we're saying it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> well, on this show, we have Chris, Chris Omedic's brother. Brother. <laughs> but his name is not Mark Omedic, well, it's, except it is. It's sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Let's bring him in. Mark Mariano, welcome to Cruising Together. Thank you very much, Greg. Oh Thank my. you very much, Chris. You're welcome. <laughs> Man, he's bringing his uh, A game. But you know what he did? To the mic. He hoodwinked us because before we, we did the mic test, he gave us NPR mark. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I got my podcast voice on and uh, ready to discuss some uh, Tom Cruise movies. Plural? Or just one Tom Cruise movie? I've listened to your show, so... I know how it goes. Fantastic. Now, before we get to the business of of the business, this episode we were supposed to record last week. Mark, you busted your knee. Let's get into it. I busted my knee being Marcomatic, right? So And what does that mean? What does being Marcomatic mean? <sighs> that oh wow. So if there was a movie called Being Marcomatic, I think Tom Cruise could probably play Marcomatic. Oh my word. I think so. <laughs> We're about the same height. Okay. We have the Was that same. About five, about five seven. Yep. All we right. have about the same nice smile. And you know what? That's, hold on. Hold on. Yep. Tom Cruise's smile is power. Ready? Ready? Yeah. That's pretty good. It is. It's uh. 
Yeah, you guys never saw my Tom Cruise impression. Watch this. Everyone listening at home, watch this too. If it's I, close. It's if, close. If this was a picture, I would accuse the photographer of Photoshop of using a solar flare. You're saying you would accuse him? Would lens you accuse him of it? Yes. I okay. would re- recruit. Accruise. Accruise him. Yeah. Of using a, a uh, lens flare. And, and the, but this is just live flare coming from his teeth when he flashes <sighs> those choppers. Choppers. Yeah. Yeah. Also, another word for helicopter. Very charming smile. Thank you. So now, what'd you do? What'd you do? What What does being Marcomatic mean? So it's a lead singer and, um, well, not lead singer anymore, but singer and guitarist. Of a group and, of some sort? Yes, of the rock and roll band, the Omatics. Hence, Chris Omatic. Right. Your brother. Right. Who was on our episode, Magnolia. Magnolia. Right. That's right. Right. Which, as of this recording, you haven't heard yet. I have not. What did I've Chris heard tell nothing you about but good it? things, though, about it. What did he tell you about it? Um, I don't know if I can divulge that with you. Well, let's like, why not? Behind the Chris scenes is, stuff. It's not like Chris O'Matic is sitting here, listening in. I understand he he now is the uh, he sings a song for you guys. Oh uh, yeah, yeah that might That's come right. up. That might maybe. Come up. Yeah, it has come up before. Chris's science corner. Yeah. Right. Right. So I thought that was interesting because that's like the only song he ever sings. He just he doesn't sing for the band. Right. So that's awesome. I'm happy. And and I heard like it was released on iTunes before it's even on your guys' podcast. Chris, uh, maybe you guys didn't know about this. Wait, what? Yeah, and it's like he made some bank off of that. Well, you know, good for him. Yeah, and that's not uh, awesome guy. You know what I say? Bless him. Right. Where, where can we direct people to listen to that version? Special version. He just said iTunes. iTunes. Search for it. iTunes.com? Yeah, I think so. Right. Or, or your own, yeah, iTunes or, store. Or at iTunes on Twitter. Right. <laughs> uh, search for iTunes on Facebook. Instagram. Or Instagram. Toomblar. Toomblar. <laughs> Periscope. Imager. Imager. Pinterest. Pinterest. Blogger. Right. What are the other ones? Friendster. Absolutely. Right. All over the place. So, Flickr. <laughs> Nailed it. So, we're here to talk about Mission Impossible 3. Mission Impossible 3. Starring Tom Cruise. Yeah. So I, whose I, real I name, h- hold, hurt hold, my name. Hold on. And now we're doing it now. Whose real name yeah. is Thomas Cruise Maypother IV. I did not know that. Now you know. Well, until I started listening to this podcast. Yeah, this is the first I'm hearing of it. Right. Stop it, Christopher. Everyone always asks you, is that how you is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, Maypother. Maypother. Rhymes with may bother. May bother. Which is what I say every time. Right. And, and that's then why. one of us says Lay Jabba May Pother. <laughs> why bother? Exactly. So we're gonna talk about Am I three? No. You don't look three. You're a little bit older than three. Yeah, come on. You look like an old man. I mean, you're quite three? advanced for a three year old. Three? Come on. No way. <laughs> three, three plus or minus a few. Right, right. You know what I mean? All right. Plus or minus. Okay, we'll agree. We'll agree on that. Now, Chris, not Chris, Mark. Yes. Whew. Listen. Who are, just, you? Who are you, my father? <laughs> For what it's worth, we did just eat a lot of chicken wings. Oh, did we? So we might be wing logie. We're just winging it now. You could say we're totally winging, winging it. it. We're totally winging it. Uh, we do a thing on the show now called the recap battle. All right. Here's how Recap Battle works. Chris and I independently have written up brief recaps of the movie we're going to talk about. Okay. 
you as our guest will judge based on your own criteria whose recap wins and whose recap is recapitated. I see. You see? So we usually alternate who starts. I started last time. So Chris will begin this time. Chris. It's only fair. Are you ready with your Mission Impossible 3 recap? Ready. Take it away. Okay. Impossible Missions Force Agent Ethan Hunt, played by Tom Cruise, is getting married. IMF Agent Musgrave calls Ethan and says, Hey, come meet me at the 7-Eleven. And Ethan says, I'm at my engagement party. I can't duck out of my own engagement party. And Agent Musgrave says, your mission is to figure out how to get to 7-Eleven right now without your fiance Julia the nurse, suspecting that you are an impossible mission force agent. Ethan throws out all the ice from the cooler into the backyard and tells his fiance Julia the nurse that he is going to 7-Eleven for more ice. Julia the nurse says, what's going on? What's wrong? What are you not telling me? I saw you throw out that ice. And Tom Cruise says, "Yeah, you have to trust me. You, you just have to trust me. Trust me. Ethan goes to the 7-Eleven where Agent Musgrave tells him he needs, to, he needs Ethan's help on a rescue mission. Ethan says, no way, man. I'm engaged to a nurse, and I don't do field work anymore. I just trained new agents. And Musgrave says, but it's Agent Felicity whom you trained. And Ethan says, oh, that's a really good point. I guess I have to go then. Ethan rescues Agent Felicity but discovers arms dealer Davian has placed an explosive charge in her head. Ethan attempts to save Felicity, but the explosive charge explodes seconds before he can disable it via electrocution. Ethan marries Julia the nurse. Then Ethan captures arms dealer Davian, who says, You have a wife, girlfriend? Because you know what I'm going to do next? I'm going to find her. I'm going to find her, wherever she is, and I'm going to hurt her. Arms dealer Davian escapes and captures Ethan's wife, Julia the nurse, offering her return in exchange for a mysterious item called the rabbit's foot. IMF technician Benji Dunn, played by Simon Pegg, suspects the mysterious rabbit's foot might be a theoretical anti-god compound, an accelerated mutator, a sort of unstoppable force of destructive power that would lay waste to everything. So Ethan has to figure out where the mysterious rabbit's foot is, how to get it, and it turns out to be really hard, almost impossible, but he gets it. Ethan discovers, no, Ethan delivers the mysterious rabbit's foot to arms dealer Davian, surrendering himself and submitting to a tranquilizer. Ethan wakes up strapped to a chair and sees his wife, Julia, the nurse, is also tied up in a different chair. Arms dealer Davian says, Put an explosive charge in your head. Does this sound familiar? The rabbit's foot. Where is it? And Ethan says, I gave it to you. And Davian says, I'm going to count to ten, and you're going to tell me where the rabbit's foot is, or she dies. Arms dealer Davian shoots wife, Julia the nurse in the head and leaves but it turns out to not really be wife Julia the nurse Tom escapes and sprints a mile to the real wife Julia the nurse where he kills Davian 
Ethan instructs his wife, Julia the nurse, to electrocute him to short out the bomb in his head before it can explode. Ethan flatlines, but Julia the nurse uses her nurse skills to resuscitate Ethan. It's a good thing she was a nurse. Ethan says, oh, hey, guess what? I'm a super secret agent of the impossible mission... Impossible? Of the impossible mission force, and he introduces her to all his impossible mission force friends because now it's totally fine for her to know all about that stuff. Ethan gives the mysterious rabbit's foot to the IMF boss <laughs> and says, hey, what is that mysterious thing anyway? And the boss says, I'm not telling you. The end. P.S. Agent Musgrave was a bad guy the whole time. All right. Good. There was Chris's recap. Very good. Here is mine. Mission Impossible 3. A recap by Greg. Tom Cruise's Ethan Hunt's living a lovely personal life with a fiance, Julia. No longer a field agent, he trains field agents, but is called back into action to rescue his top trainee. When she dies, the mission gets personal as Ethan hunts down baddie Owen Davian, who wants something called the rabbit's foot, who doubles down on the personal by going after Ethan's shotgun-wedded wife, Julia. On top of it all, seems the head of the IMF is corrupt and in cahoots with Davian, except he's not. Ethan's trusted point man is the bad guy on the inside, and Julia's life is on the line. Ethan saves Julia and the day with the help of his team. Also, we never learn the nature of the rabbit's foot. Period. Wait, that was all one sentence? I, it might have been. <laughs> so, Mark Mariano, whose recap reigns supreme and whose recap is recapitated? Hmm. And you can discuss your criteria as you levy your decision. They, they were both very good. Uh, Greg's was short and sweet. But uh, Chris's was uh, more in-depth. And he actually th- threw in some, I thought, I thought Davian was sitting here with us. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to go with Chris on this one. Wow. Chris wins. Another. That's a two, that's two in a row for you, Chris. And Greg, you are recapitated. <sighs> Man. I guess, yeah, I guess I'm recapitated like a Pac-Man would be. All right. Now that we know everything about the movie, because Chris's recap was a recapitulation you guys want to talk about something else now? Like I would, <laughs> I would honestly say that was no recap. That was a recapitulation because it was so long you can't even abbreviate recapitulation into recap. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what else is there to talk about? You've described. Here's what you didn't talk about. Well, yeah. yeah the The first thing I guess was that Ethan was was undercover as a traffic analyst, which I thought would be an awesome movie. How? So his whole his whole front was that he was a traffic analyst. Yeah. And one I mean, I thing I always that. I always wonder when I'm stuck in traffic is come on. How does traffic start? Why are we stuck <laughs> in traffic? There's no there's no there's no accident. There's nothing it's just cars, 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 bumper to bumper, not moving, but in this movie I already got the answer in the first like opening scene. He says, "He says, uh, did you know traffic has memory? It has memory." I was fascinated. Speaking by Speaking of it. memory, I don't even remember that happening. Here's what I I figure: traffic starts. All right, here's how traffic happens. All right. Hey, all the cars are going. Right. One car is driving too slow. 
or there's an accident or that's and then like everything is reacting to that or it's there's so many people are all on the road at once but if everybody on the road at once is driving at the same rate of speed then there shouldn't be there traffic. shouldn't be traffic but because one person is going slower it slows everything down no but how many lanes like what if you have like two different let's say it's five lanes right and somebody in the second to most second most right lane is driving slower right okay so cars are now trying to get around that one. Slows down the cars in the th- in the center lane. They start moving out of the way. Everything is affecting everything else. Well, what if everybody's trying to get off at the same exit? That's another problem. Then it's like a, a, a bottleneck. But if everybody is, again, going at the same rate of speed, it should all be very fluid. And this is why there are never, ever traffic jams. Well, that. And that's why a movie about a traffic analyst would be so boring because there's never traffic jams. I was just so I love well, that no, whole, because he, but yeah, he'd be the best. He'd be the best traffic analyst because he even said he said one tap of the brakes can ripple two hundred miles. Well, that's what Max from Collateral knows. Max from Collateral knows where all the traffic is. He's able to drive that cab. Sorry, Mark. We're talking about Collateral. We just jumped to a different. Is, is movie. Tom Cruise in that the movie? Tom Cruise movie that we talked about? Is that the one where ago. he runs? <laughs> it's. It is the one where he runs as if he were in the special version of the Olympics in his suit. He ran in Mission Impossible 3. He did. A mile. Okay. Speaking of, so before I rewatched Mission Impossible 3, I was like, what do I remember about Mission Impossible 3? And all I really remembered was him running through Singapore, right? Singapore? Is that where they were? I believe so. I think so. No, Shanghai. Or Shanghai. Him him booking through Shanghai is is my most vivid memory. Shanghai. So, what did you guys know? What did you know going in? What do you remember? You know, prior to your rewatching. Well, when you guys told me, "Hey, Mark, we, we'll we'll book you for Mission Impossible 3, I was like, "Oh, cool! I think that's the one Brad Bird directed." Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't. No. <laughs> that's the Ghost Protocol. Okay. So uh, this is a J.J. Abrams joint. This is a J.J. Abrams joint. Yeah. And so, learning that upon learning that. I, I was like, well, there's one thing I have to count. Knowing that this is going to be a J.J. Abrams, yeah. I have to count how many lens flares are used throughout the whole movie. Okay, and how many were there? Now, you know, my counting might have gotten a little over-under because you got to take in consideration... Your own lens, smile. My own smile reflecting off the TV. Sure. And lens glares as opposed to lens flares. And for the listener. Yeah. Because I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> But for the listener, can you distinguish the two? I would say a lens glare is when light sort of just shines right into the camera. Okay. And then a lens flare is when you see, like, coming from the corner of the lens, that, uh, that, that flare of light going across the screen. All right. And kinda, it kind of moves. Yeah, kind of moves. So now J.J. Abrams, he's known for, I mean, a lot of his movies has that. Right? Okay. Do you guys know about this? I didn't entirely, but I believe it in the same way that a Zack Snyder movie has a moment of slow motion. Right, as right. a standard signifier yeah. of Zack Snyder's. Right. So you, I think next time, next J.J. joint that you watch. The next J.J. Abrams joint. Right. Take a look to see if there's uh, any lens flare. It'll probably be there. that Star Wars movie, I guess. Right. Yeah. Oh, he's, oh, he's going to go lens flare crazy. <laughs> it's great. He's going to go saber flare crazy. Sun, yeah. You know, the sun flares. Sure. Maybe that's how he'll depict the force. With a lens flare? Yeah. Flares coming right out of uh, Jedi's hand. Could be. But, okay, here's a question. So, yes, 
Darth Vader like puts his hand out. He's choking somebody. Uh huh. Luke Skywalker puts his hand out, and the lightsaber comes to him. But the Force is like, it's in your head, right? Like, isn't the hand just a gesture, like a magician? I think it's all around you. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds yeah. us. So technically, you don't us. need your hands at all. It binds the galaxy together. Like when Darth Maul is like throwing things around and turning lights and stuff on, he doesn't really need to be using his hand. That's for us as a viewer, well, right? It turning helps. lights on, <laughs> right? He throws like a helmet, turns and like opens a door, right? Yeah. In the middle of a fight, he's just like, "Let me shut off that light." Yeah, no, exactly. When he, when, dark, he, when, he walk, when he when he gets home after a long night, right? And and he steps in. He doesn't actually fumble. Like a like a clumsy clod. But my point is for the light switch. All just right. like points at uses it, the just, force. But that's yeah. what my point which is, which was a precursor to the clapper. But I, very true. Right. But my point is, you don't really need the hand gesture. I disagree. All right, Mark, break the tie. I think you do need the hand gesture. I think it's all part about like uh, it's sort of a uh, it's an ener- we each have a like yoga the force kind of move. We, uh. we each living thing has the force surrounding and penetrating us. So as you move your arms, then the for the that that force field also manipulates. I see. All right, you can, know what? Can Ryu do a Hadouken without the hand Dragon Balls? Motion? Is that Dragon Balls? Uh, Street Fighter. Uh. <laughs> got nothing, man. <laughs> so, how many lens flares Dragon do you think Ball that would I be counted? a Kamehameha thrown by Goku? Oh, yeah. Them <laughs> I'm going to guess. All right, we're going to do this Price is Right style? Yeah. Now, I'm not... I'm not. Please. Please don't quote me on this, like, the actual number of no, no, lens flares in the movie. The this Mark is Mariano, how many I counted. Yeah. All right. I'm going to guess. Let's think. Chris, you can talk while I'm thinking this out. Okay, lens flares, lens flares. Let's see. remember how Think often about all the action the, scenes there are. You know, the movie opens up at the engagement party. It's at night. There's probably not any lens flares there. No, but then he jumps from that one building to the other. There's probably a bunch there because it's at night and there's lights and there's a traffic situation. All I got to say is don't forget that helicopter chase. That was full On the of bridge? Them. Yeah, that was, that was in broad daylight. So there's lots of like, oh, I'm looking into the sun right now. And then, there's I, just, and then just see, the, open, the opening scene where Tom Cruise is strapped in. He's like, where's the rabbit's foot? Where's a rabbit's foot? I'm going to count to ten. And I'm going to kill her. Put Where's a explosive charge in your head. Where's and a rabbit's foot? I put a handful of marbles in my own mouth. <laughs> Where's a rabbit's foot? Where's a rabbit's foot? I'm counting I, to ten. I, I gave it to you. I'm going to kill her. Wait, did I... Did it... A, was that not her. what you asked for? I'm going to kill her. Nine. Nine already? <laughs> <laughs> Jump right to Nine. <laughs> I'm One, gonna say there are nine. Two, I'm, gonna, nine. I'm gonna say nine. Nine n- no. Ninety two lens flares. Wait, All no. Right. <laughs> Twenty nine lens flares. Sorry, I 29. went dyslexic. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to bid a dollar. Was there a dollar's worth of lens flares or twenty nine lens flares? Well, I guess Greg, you are closest with well, yeah, without going over, there were sixty two that I wow. counted. I had a two, and if you flip that nine upside down. Right. I was I almost I just, psychically. I should have said thirty. I went with a dollar. Hold on. I just want to point out how psychically close I was. It was a ninety? I first said ninety-two. First said ninety-two. Then flipped it. Right. But if I had just flipped it upside down, it would have been a sixty-five. But if I just flipped the first number upside down, I would have gotten it on the nose. Oh my God! Are you using the force right now? I don't no. know. See, because he didn't do hand gestures. 
If he did, he would have got it. He would have got it on the nose. I'm, well, I was just doing hand gestures about the flipping. The now fu- you were, but the point in the is, moment, I think I have psychic powers, guys. Well, I I would just say the force is strong with you, right? Psychic love, powers are ridiculous. Honestly, honestly, I would love that. If the force was strong with me, I would practice every day. First, doing the hands. First, I'd stack the rocks, and then I do the hand, the one handstand, and just like keep working it. The force would be amazing. I would go straight to the X-Wing. Just lifting it out of the swamp? Yeah. That's it. No, you got to go steady. Rocks. You might you might get a hor- uh, force hernia. Yeah. You go right for the X-Wing? Yeah, you don't want to force a force hernia. Pull something. Then you get impatient. Then your trainer's like, oh, you're then you gotta worthless. Then you got to go through uh, through rehab. Yeah, like, and, so, I, like and I say, twisting, no, no, no. Like twisting your knee. That's right. It's you tough. Know? No you rehab to, here. I mean, needed. I used the force. That's just, how I got here. Just a little bit of rest. That's it. Yeah. Maybe a day's worth. So that, 62 lens flares. You 62. ran all the way here. Where was the greatest concentration of lens flares? In a, Which is a, another a scene I wanted to talk to you about. And did you guys know this movie had the most propellers in one scene? You mean the, like it set the record for set propellers the record in one scene in for a movie? most propellers in one scene? Okay, let me I think. didn't count all the propellers. <laughs> I'm not that crazy. <laughs> so there's a scene where they rescue Owen Davian with the helicopter. Then there's the helicopter chase. I, think, I don't know, Greg. I'm not sure, but I think Mark counted all the propellers. <laughs> no. Okay, so there's a helicopter chase at the beginning when they rescue Carrie Russell. <laughs> right, Felicity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Carrie Russell. Yes, that's Agent, her name. A, yeah, Agent that's Felicity. Name. I, I don't know names. Yeah. Speaking of which, J.J. Abrams, Greg Grumberg was nowhere in this movie. He shows up in every J.J. Abrams who's joint. Greg, who's Greg Grumberg? Yeah, he's a. Uh, Is that G.G.? He's a G.G. with J.J. with J.J. Greg Grumberg was in Felicity. He, he was, was in like, Heroes too, right? Is he was in here? Heroes too. Okay. Yeah, Heroes also. As you well. mean Heroes too? Heroes also. In addition, well. in addition right. to plus plus. And then he shows up in J.J. Abrams' things. I think he was an alias, I think. I think you're right. I believe he might have also been on Lost. Was he in Star Trek? I didn't see Star Trek. What about Star Trek 2? Also did not see Star Trek 2. I don't even know who G.G. is, so I wouldn't be able to tell you. Have you seen any of the things we just mentioned? Yeah. All right, so I think on Felicity, which I didn't watch, but I have a vague knowledge. He was like, He was like the friend that nobody has any romantic interest in. Okay. Like sort of a chubbier guy. All right. And then in Heroes, he's the cop who can read minds. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> yep. Right? That was him in Heroes, right? Well, I didn't really watch Heroes. Mind reading cops in it. Yeah. Yep. Because Felicity wasn't in it? Is that what you said? No, no, but that is a good reason to not watch <laughs> it. <laughs> it is a good reason. Did she cut her hair? In Felicity, she did. Felicity, she did. Broke my heart. That's what I was going to say. Is that when the show jumped the shark for you? I want to say jumped the shark. I think it jumped the shark at like episode one. <laughs> <laughs> She'll start off off the rails. I don't think I watched past episode one. Oh. Well. I didn't even watch episode one. But now, now she used all her spy training in Mission Impossible 3. Right. She's on the Americans where she's a spy, a Russian spy. How about that? That's good. Hmm? I got you know you. she did all of her own stunts. In what? 
Felicity? In, in Mission Impossible 3 and in Felicity. In that show with Will Arnett? What show was that? Going Wild? Something Wild? In the Wild? Wild Hogs. Come on, man. That wasn't Wild Hogs, Wild bro. Thornberries. <laughs> no, does any... Chris, you watched it, didn't I, you? I remember there was a show... Oh, it was E. Wild. With on. her and Will Arnett. But yeah. I, never, I don't think I ever saw it. Will Arnett was like a Richie Rich, rich guy, and she was uh, all oh. about nature. And somehow they end up being housemates. <laughs> but she lives out in a treehouse with her daughter. Oh, I thought they were like married. No, Will Arnett was wanted wanted to be with her. They were like childhood sweethearts. I don't blame them. But then he was like a rich jerk, and she was like, I'm going to go commune with the apes. Didn't see it. Call in, everybody, when you know the name of the show. Mission Something Impossible wild. 3. Yes. She has an explosive charge in her head. Yeah. And right. And it goes off. Yeah. She did that stunt herself. The twitch. Yeah, there's like the twitch, and then her eyes go crossed. She goes, twitchy woman. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was during that helicopter scene that had the most propellers, when they were escaping that evil helicopter through the, through the field of those giant windmills. Oh, there were windmills. That's right. Those count as propellers? Sure. The windmills? I would say those are propellers. What would you call them? We'll call them mills of the wind. Well, that's a good. Call. Okay, so they're not propelling anything. They're not propelling. Right, they're, they're not propelling the energy. No, they're reacting to wind hitting them, and right. then that creates the energy. The wind is the one that's propelling the motion. What do you of call those then? On a windmill, what do you call those things if it's not a propeller? Arms. It's not arm. There's no way it's arms. There's I mean, no way. I don't think. I mean, I uh, contacted the National Propeller Society. Okay. And they agreed with me that the these, these windmills that appeared in this was film. Was the American National Propeller Society? The AN? Well, no, because this took place. Where would that. That one took. Was that in Italy or where was that, that first rescue? I, I don't remember. remember. But I only yeah. saw this movie like four days ago. Right. So it was. <laughs> don't remember. Now, those, uh, those kind are. Yeah, those would be propellers. In my defense. Right. I was watching this movie in parts and in the middle of it, I saw Rogue Nation. So if I get a little oh, wow. scrambled, I apologize. What kind of a corrupted file did you wind up with that Rogue Nation played right in the middle of the movie? <laughs> it's just weird, man. <laughs> it's, you know, I think there's something. I think people are figuring out. Was it a mashup out. of all Mission Impossibles in one, one movie, maybe? That Because you totally missed the beginning. That you, you does not sound likely to me. You're saying it sounds unlikely. Impossible. impossible? I don't know what I don't know what to do. You're looking at me. I'm like I don't know what the third instrument would do now. Drums, maybe. It's like I kept trying to remember the lyrics desperately. The lyrics to Mission Possible. Yeah, you should know those. Okay, start again. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. We're gonna we're gonna take a break. We're gonna take a break from this episode. We have we have things to say about the show. I'm gonna 
talk about the website. Do you have a Do you have a website? Do you have a website called headerentertainment.com slash cruising. You have a website or Twitter handle. You have a because I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna follow, follow it. it. <laughs> I'm gonna tweet it. I'm gonna tweet. I'm gonna retweet everything you tweet. The website's headerentertainment.com slash cruising. The Twitter account is at cruising show. Is that, is that, uh, what, what if I want, is there any way to subscribe? You could subscribe in iTunes. Can I review it in iTunes? You can leave a five stars. You can write a review. Real, fun, inspiring. I'm going to write a review. I'm going to write a review and call it real, fun, or inspiring. I might just make up something something new. You can it doesn't also, really matter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to email the show at, at cruising at headerentertainment.com. I'm going to I'm going to say nice things in an email. And it's going to get read on the show. Huh? Huh? We we got to we got to talk about our, our pal Mark. Wait, did we say everything we had to say about everything else? We we, we did all the plugs for the for I'm going to I'm going I'm to donate to the show at the website. I'm going to click that button and donate. What are you to the talking show. about donate? I'm going to I'm going to donate to the show. I'm going to give money to the show. How are you going to do that? I'm going to click on the link at the at the website. I'm going to pay I'm going to pay you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh Yeah, let's talk about our guest Mark, Mark Mariano. He's on the internet at mypalmark.com. And at mypalmark.com. Isn't, isn't it coincidental that my pal Mark is is on the internet at mypalmark.com? And that's Mark with a K, folks, not Mark with a C. And that's pal with an L, folks. Right. Mypalmark.com. One L. One L. Let's play this the game, Chris. I'll let's, say. Let's thing, play this the game. I'll say one thing. You get the website. You say something else. And then the third thing. Uh, well, we'll figure it out. You, okay. I think at MyPalMark.com, you can buy Mark Mariano's books, prints, or request commission drawings. Actually, that, I don't think that. I know it. Okay. Well, here's what I know. Yeah? At MyPalMark.com, you can see the latest news, work in progress, and Mark Mariano's appearance schedule. I also know that at that website, people can book Mark Mariano for an event. Such as what? Does he visit schools? He will do author visits for schools and or libraries. Is that it? No. He also offers some fun drawing games and art services for parties. Ooh. So wait, wait, you're telling me. Party, party, party. Are you telling me? It's a party, I, baby. That if I have a Halloween party at my house for adults, that Mark Mariano will come over and do... Some games. I think you have to contact him at mypalmark.com. Well, I think no. I think it's more appropriate if it's parties for children. Can I take a quick aside and tell a story about a song about a party? Yes. At my friend Scott's Bar Mitzvah, going back many years, the band sang a song. The lyrics went like this. It's a party. Your party. Everybody's got to party. It's a party. Your party. And you know this. It's a party. Your party. How about those lyrics, man? Everybody's everybody's got a party. And you know this. That was my favorite part of that song, even as a 13-year-old boy. And you know this. And you know this. 
all right, so Mark. Yeah. Not only as my pal Mark. My pal Mark. Wait, author my, visits. My pal Mark or your pal Mark? Schools library. You can contact him for parties at mypalmark.com. Yeah, uh, I said that already. I know. He also organizes the Kids Love Comics Pavilion. The traveling Kids Love Comics Pavilion. Yes. At many conventions around town. Yeah, when around the country. Say, when say, hey, you know, you know these comic conventions, you know, there's nothing for kids. Well, well this Mar- pavilion. Michael Mark is proving otherwise. What's by nice is it's a it's a safe place for families to find comics and enjoy workshops at a comic convention. Which is great. And you and I have participated in these kids' comics pavilions. They have ranked amongst my greatest experiences at comic book conventions. They're pretty great. The panels they put together are great. Mark Miano and his brother Chris, who you all know from episode Magnolia, are the impresarios of this event. And uh, I uh, uh, endorse it. Good good group of boys those Marianos are. They are a good group of boys. Great guests. Great boys. Great kids comics pavilion organizers. Champions. For more stuff about kids comics... And the work that Mark's doing, go to kidslovecomics.net. Wait, there's two websites? Yeah. MyPalMark.com. One, not one website is not enough to contain the greatness of Mark Mariano. Kidslovecomics.net. And then if you are a conventioneer and you want to have a kids comic pavilion, go to MyPalMark.com and contact Mark Mariano to do it. Mark's also on Twitter at MyPalMark. At what? MyPalMark. What? MyPalMark. At my pal Mark. That's pal with an L. Mark with a K. I'm going to follow him. And I'm going to tweet. I'm going to retweet him. All day long. Now, all of that having been said, I am... As we mentioned, we were in the Kids Love Comics Pavilions because we ourselves are cartoonists. And we have books that people can see, maybe buy. Mine is at pixcomic.com. P-I-X-C-O-M-I-C. Com. And if you use the coupon code CRUISIN, because you listen to this show, you will save 15% off the paperback, digital PDF, or paperback digital PDF combo what? package. What's that secret word? CRUISIN. That's what? And, and for more... That word again? for more about what I do at HatterEntertainment.com, the website where you can get this show, if you, if you just go to the base URL, you get a bunch of other stuff about me. Chris, what do you have to tell the people about you and what you're doing and how you do it? Everything I do is at chrisgcomics.com. If you want to buy my books, there will be a way to do that at chrisgcomics.com. If you want to read some web comics for free online, you can do that at chrisgcomics.com. Those are funny web comics. I read them. If you want to watch some uh, animations that I made over 10 years ago, you can, you hey, can find those. Hey, timeless, bro. You can find those at chrisgcomics.com. The first if you want to play some Flash games, you have to enable the Flash plugin. The first Easter one is great. Hey, thanks, man. The, the the Headless Horseman one is great. Hey, it's Halloween time. It's Halloween times. In fact, this episode comes out the day before Halloween. If anybody dresses up as a Tom Cruise character from any of Tom Cruise's films, we want pictures. Picture, and I want, want you to tweet us. Tweet us pictures at Cruisin' Show or email us pictures at cruisin' at hatterentertainment.com. And if anybody wants to dress up as the Cruisin' Together logo with your faces in place of our faces, 
That's a team costume. Dress up as the logo. Dress up as the logo. You need the whole car. The car and, a t- and the real-time cruise. You need a real-time cruise. It. And then you need to be in the passenger seat looking at him like you're having the time of your life. Rest in peace, Patrick I think, Swayze. I think the less Grossman car costume would be the best Tom Cruise costume. <laughs> uh, just in general or for Halloween? Because I feel for, like... For Halloween fun because... Well, then, stat is a pretty good one for Halloween fun because he's a Dracula. That's true. I think most people go with a Maverick because all they got to wear is a bomber jacket and sunglasses and they yeah, think they look cool. The less Grossman one, like I can just, like as soon as I put that thing on, I'm dancing. You know what, you know what I would dress up as? Uh, wheelchair man. No. I mean, that's for late if you don't want to walk around. Vanilla Sky. How's that? Oh, Jack's face. That's Jack, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the mask on the back of your head would be great. Yep. I'm saying Vincent from Collateral because he looked awesome. In the gray suit with the gray hair. Yeah, but then you're just a guy in a gray suit. People would know that you were Vincent <laughs> from Say, Collateral. You guys got a gray suit on. If you run everywhere? Well, that you know what? You, I guess you got a point then. Yeah. It'll be a, it'll be a cardiorific Halloween. Yeah. A bold, brave costume would be uh, What's-His-Nuts from Legend. There would be a bold, brave costume. Or... Stacy Jacks, which is a movie we haven't even gotten to yet in the order. <laughs> Spoilers, we're going to do that one. <laughs> Just, that would be some costume as well. Uh, agreed. Now that we've agreed, we can proceed to another word that rhymes with it. Uh, with our screed? This live feed, but it's not live. This recorded feed. This recorded feed. That won't make your ears bleed. You'll laugh so hard, your pants will have peed. <laughs> because you have drank so much mead. If you're going to make bread, don't forget to knead. <laughs> <laughs> um... Hey, I'm just, I'm just following your lead. There's got to be one last one we can... Let's get back to this thing with all due speed. Did we do speed already? I think we did speed did already. Did we do speed? I don't know. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> we did so much speed. We're so wired right now. It's time to smoke some weed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the show. Don't do drugs. We're back, ready for round two. Put, a, put an explosive trailer in your head. Beautiful Shanghai. Who are you? You have a, you have a, a wife, girlfriend. What a coincidence! He, like he literally just got wherever she is. I'm gonna find her. She find once her. was his girlfriend. Ex-girlfriend. And now I'm gonna hurt her. I hurt her. Now hurt her. And then I'm going to kill you right in front of her. I'm going to kill you right in front of her. I'm right on her. Phil Seymour Hoffman's awesome. He's not really a nice guy. Ethan Hunt, there he is. Intense. Oh boy. Running. Explosion. Explosion. 
trailer really emphasizes the personal one-on-one -on -one nature of this mission. Action explosion. Mission impossible. That Vatican stuff is cool. All the sneaky stuff we did? Yeah. All their plans? Yeah. Ooh. That was crazy. That hurts. Welcome back, brother. Aye, aye, aye. And that was Luther Stickle saying, Welcome back, brother. Played by Ving Rames. Ving Rames, the great. The one and only. The incomparable. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only. The incomparable Ving Rames. Now, Mark. Yeah. Welcome back. Thank you. You had a question for us? Yes, and I guess it, we, you were talking about that whole Vatican scene. Yeah, it was. I mentioned he, it. He talking does, all about it. Yeah. He, he does that where he runs up the wall. Yeah. Then he puts that picture of what the camera was shooting in front of the security camera. Yeah. And then he falls down and does that. Classic Mission Impossible trope. Okay. Yeah. So that's my question. Does he do that move in every Mission Impossible movie? I haven't seen... This is the seen... only one I've seen. Really? Yes. Well, he does it in the first one. Right. He goes into the vault and lands. Okay. Arms and legs splayed out. Right. Does it in this one. I feel like there is a point in the second movie where he does have to drop into something. Yeah, he drops down. I don't, I don't know that he goes uh, full Superman at the bottom, like an inch from the ground again. Right. In Rogue Nation which we probably shouldn't talk about because we haven't gotten to it in the chronology, but he does jump into that water. He does a big leap into does water. Does he do a belly flop? Does he have the, the cable on it? No, that he has no cable. That he just jumps feet first and just like goes down a... I, then I say that doesn't count. No, it doesn't count And I can't remember if there's something like that in Ghost Protocol. I've not seen that one in a while. I have to rewatch it. But it is definitely a signature Ethan Hunt move. Right. Okay. Yeah. I did like that whole sequence because he measures out the rope, how much he needs... To drop that distance because he uses that I love, electronic ruler. I love when people measure things. If you have an electronic ruler, you can just put over and like hit a button and it tells you how many meters it is from where you are to the ground. Yeah. Buttons are, buttons are awesome, too. Buttons, buttons are, are awesome. Good. You combine buttons good. with measuring. There's that song by the <laughs> Pussycat. By that song by the Pussycat Dolls, Buttons. Buttons. You know that one? It's about a dog, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. One you know the song, dog, right? Buttons. Right. You guys talk about y'all find this song for It's kind of sad how, though, that the dog dies at the end of the song. Well, you know, that, and it, but it, you kind of know what's going there from the beginning, just right. the way they started it. Right, because you knew it was going to be about that because they weren't, they weren't discussing any kind of measurement at all. So it was going to be about a dog yeah. and not a device. You want to get me pumped up on for the dance floor? Buttons. Bring, bring it back over to measuring. Bring it over to measuring? Yeah. Then that's what you got to do. Their sad song about the dog, no measurements. No. Sad songs say so much. Do so they? the uh, that is baby this, got back. Are we belting with Elton right now? <laughs> We're not. Well, first I'm going to play a little of this. You got it like that. Big Snoop Dogg with the lead. You know this song? I Sounds like Snoop Dogg. Dogg. Yeah, that's yeah, not. It's buttons around. feating Snoop Dogg. She's their dog. You look at me and I look at you. Okay, buttons and Snoop Dogg. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. You remember this song? I do remember this song. Right. It's not a good song. That's buttons. You know what would have improved the song? Elton John? Oh, Yardstick. Yeah, to That's measure. True. Yeah. A little bit measuring of measurement is in cool. there. Yeah. That wouldn't be fine. Here's what's, here's what's cool about measuring. One, tells you how the, the size of a thing. A distance. Two, length, width, 
Height. Depth. depth. Thank you. Well, Thank you. Weight. Height and depth. Could girth. Be considered the same thing. Nobody knows what girth is except for UPS employees. I would say height and depth are not the same thing. Height no. is a measurement up. Depth uh-huh. is a measurement down. You got me. Yeah. Because I know about measuring. You win. I'm a measurement expert. We went. We did a QVC tour, and they gave us measuring Wait, what, tape what, what, to take home. Who's we? My mother and I. Okay. QVC tour. She loves QVC. QVC is like the home shopping. Yeah. Network. So I. What I does took QVC her... stand for? Q stands for home. V stands for shopping. C stands for network. Thank you. Continue with your story. <laughs> She's always watched the uh, QVC, the home shopping network. Sure, of course. <laughs> and so for Mother's Day, I got her tickets to go and see where they film and produce QVC. What a good boy. Where is it? It was awesome. So, yeah, where? In Pennsylvania. Tells? PA. It was in QVC PA. QVC PA. Fantastic. Yeah. That's yeah. Amish country. Yep. Right? It was good. We went in there, had a, had a tour, sat down, saw some lady talking about measurements of a ring. Okay. Yep. They gave us a tour of the, the backstage area of all like uh, the, where they make all the food for cooking shows. Sure, sure. They, make, they have all, they have all, a whole stock full of all chairs and clothing, everything. Anything that, like, the that they ever they sold. Sell? Well, they have one item of or two is this items. Like the museum of, of yeah, they have two items of everything that they ever sold. On Interesting. There. Two in case they want more, they can always have them reproduce. Boom. See, I thought it would have been a Noah's Ark situation. So that if everything <laughs> in the world gets obliterated, they still have stuff two to sell. Pairs yeah. of earrings, so they can reproduce. So they can reproduce all the merchandise in the world. Yeah, yeah, Th- that is a Noah's Ark situation. Okay. Well, you said something else before. Reproduce. Did he say reproduce? He did say reproduce. And measurements. Oh, Greg probably thought I said reproduce. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about vegetables. And I'm like, vegetables grow on their own, bro. But they use them for the cooking shows. Right. Now, did they Point. let you sample they, all the food and take one item of each that we they had? Thought, we thought we would, but no, unfortunately not. Did you and your mom pull a Charlie Bucket and Grandpa and take something you weren't supposed to? <clears throat> this isn't. No one's going to hear this, Nobody right? Nobody hears this. Of okay. course not. My mom took pictures when she wasn't supposed to. Oh, so she Uh-oh. took took she stole a couple of souls. She got in trouble. Ooh. Did she really? <laughs> he was like, "Excuse me, ma'am. What did she take a picture I told of? You, you can't take pictures. Something from the Joan Rivers collection. <laughs> it was just behind the scenes. Did she use like, her camera from, phone? Yeah, so it wasn't gonna, it wasn't going to be uh, anything. She should have used her camera phone. To take like, a picture of a camera phone. Like, uh, what was her name? what's the lady's name in the in Mission Impossible Three? Who's like taking pictures of Owen Davian's head to make uh, the mask? Felicity. She, she was no. using. She was using a. Um, wasn't that like was a it mirror? Zhang, Zhang Zhi, I think, is her name. The Asian lady who was on the team. We took the. Yeah, I don't remember her name. Photos. Oh, it was just Maggie G or Maggie Q. Is it Maggie or Q? Something like that. It might have been Maggie Q. QVC. Q. Right, all going back to QVC. Maggie QVC. Q Viet Cong. <laughs> Maggie Maggie QVC. Before she spills the wine on him. She walks by with her camera phone uh-huh. and snaps 360 photos so they can make the mask. Right. So that Tom Cruise could dress up as Owen Davian and cough a lot and point at the guy in the door like, I'm coughing. Stay away. Where'd the suit come from now? He was a padded suit. They had it. He had a padded yeah, suit? Yeah, I think the Irish guy brought it in a, in a, napsa, in a duffel. In a duffel? Yeah. An impossible an IMF duffel. <laughs> a duffel bag. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. 
Not a duffel muffle. That's a different kind of thing. Gotcha. It's probably not appropriate to get into take things that direction. Duffel muffles? Yeah. Where's your head at, bro? Wasn't that a... That was a chip from Ruffles, wasn't it? Yeah. Ruffles, duffel duffel muffles. Yeah. See? (laughs) You had to go there, and now I'm hungry. Well, there's chips on the table. You you can have a chip. Yeah. Should I be crunching into the microphone? No, you put the mic... It's going to make for good showmanship... That's the sound of a chip bag. Stop, or, Chris. That's really rude. Or is it? A I'm cr- sorry. Or is that a chip <laughs> bag? Or is that a crackling fire? Oh, touch of a fire on a on a cool summer day. Do we have any marshmallows? Yeah, they might be marshmallows. Of course. I'm gonna put that fire out. Yeah, please do. There. Perfect. That is. <laughs> it sounded just like running water. That is the great fire department methodology of uh, what? What would you call that? Fanfare? Oh, uh, they're still an ember glowing. <laughs> All right, it's good. Okay. Fanfare firefighting done. Fantastic. Speaking of fanfare, I think we should do some san- fanfare and get into fanfarino and get into some top toms. Now Mark had a look on his face of shock and surprise, downright shock and awe. I think that song needs to replace the our original song. Wait, what? I say get rid of the Tom Tom Club altogether. What? And, the, and their references to James Brown. <laughs> See. Oh, no. Let's retire. I got I to hear the original. Retire now. them. The original. Ugh. This is exactly the opposite of what I wanted to happen. Goes like this. My knee, and the new the the special IMF edition goes like this. Now who is it? Is that you and uh you two uh doing a little duet there? No, this is uh, this is a previous guest, Paul McMahon. Paul McMahon guest on Austin Powers Gold Member episode. Very nice. So. We're Good job. Hit. Who's got the toppest Tom? The one that's, that's dying to go first. Well, I know what mine is. I knew it the second it happened. Like, that's my top Tom. What is instantly. it? Instantly. Yeah, got what it. is it? The second it happened. The instant, second, moment, second, instant, second, moment it happened. He throws it right when he's throwing out the ice? Nope. Yeah. Who wants to guess? Price, uh, price is right out. Closest without getting over. Okay. Oh. He throws out the ice. I think it's when he throws the ice out right. at the beginning. When he's running through Shanghai or wherever. Mark is closest without going over because my top Tom is near the end of the movie. Oh, it might be the same as mine. Tom Cruise is flatlined. He is out. Uh-huh. Uh, Julia does what she does, doing awesome things with that gun. And then she brings him back to life. And he is not... Con- he, she's like... She's trying. She's giving him the 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 heart pushing. <laughs> what do you call that? Resuscitation? No, no, no. He's Some, right. The heart pushing. The heart pushing. The right. heart pushing. She's pushing she, his heart. She just starts punching him in the chest. She like, come on, right. man. Okay. And homeboy, this is the best part. He comes to, instantly grabs a gun and her at the same time, 
pulls her close and just is ready to shoot anything in sight. Like he is so at the ready to just start kicking ass. His reaction is so swift. That's my top Tom. Tom he's, reacting to coming back to life, ready for action, as if he's playing Family Fruit and they go Family Fruit, Family Fruit, Family Freud. Sorry, that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> They're playing Family Feud, and they go Hunt Family, ready for action. He was ready for action. That was my top Tom. Was that yours, Mark? Mine was very close to that. That oh. was mine. Might have been mere seconds before that. Oh, because this, this this could be mine as well. <laughs> I feel like I need to write it down now. No, we will trust you, Chris. We'll trust you. Okay. Can you write it down in just one word? Yes. Okay. All right. Chris is going to write it down. So he's going to write it down. We're going to do this match game style. All right. Boom. Boom. Me, Mike, him writing. Hold on. Let me get the music for that. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get some match game music going. All right, Mark, what is your top Tom? <laughs> and let's see if it matches Chris's. He's, he's... All right, so my top Tom, I guess it's the point just when, it, right before he uh, he dies, or that she says, I'm going to die unless you kill me, which I thought was a great line. Sure. And then so she kills him, and it's just his face he makes... Right when he breaks the stick that's in his mouth. He just goes... (laughs) (laughs) I must have rewound it and watched that scene over and over again because he just captured the moment. All right, Chris. Just that one scene. I said... Hold on, hold on. Let's take the music down. All right. Well, this is still part of the game, right? Did I match or not? Yeah, but you stop the music when it's time to see if you match. Okay. Yeah. Um, I said... Elbows. (laughs) Elbows. <laughs> Elbows. <laughs> Elbows. All right, I guess I, I got oh, it right. Yeah. Uh, no, this I remember. It's when he's fighting Owen Davian. He's fighting <laughs> Davian. Yeah. And uh, Davian. Put explosive uh, charge in your head. I'm going to Give me the rabbit's foot. And then he. Uh, I want the rabbit's foot. He. 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 Yeah, uh, what do you, what do you call it? He sets the charge off. It's it's a uh, it's live. What do you call that? Put a charge <laughs> in your head. Set to detonate in three minutes. That's the word I'm looking for. You have three minutes left. He detonated. No, it's not not detonated because it's still got to go off. Right. Pull, maybe pull the pin. Activated. I'm going to pull the pin. Activated. If it was a grenade, it. if it was a grenade, I'd pull the pin. Detonation is imminent. But in between activation and detonation, that whole period of time before it actually explodes and kills him splitting headache. Oh, piercing. Right? So he's holding his head with his hands. He's got his <laughs> hands, his fingers up to his temple because the pain is so great. But while he's going through this pain, he is in a physical fist fight with Davian. Yeah. Instead of pulling his hands away from his head to throw punches, he just starts like he just starts Punch pivoting with his elbows. Pivoting and pummeling him with his elbows instead of throwing punches. And that's I thought after that was... Davian has been kicking him around the place for a good two minutes. Yes. He's getting his ass handed to him. Then he starts going elbow style. Hoy, hoy. Yeah, elbows. That good. And that's, that's right there. It's right pretty above. amazing yeah. that all our top toms are within like an eight-minute sequence. Is it amazing or does it make perfect sense? Perfect sense. All right, now in honor of the old one, we got to play the old outro. But I have a question for you. Yeah. 
Who you is know, the godfather so, of soul? No. <laughs> I, so, you know, I twisted my knee, right? Yeah. Doing some dance moves. But you know who taught me all the dance moves I know? Who? Well, I think I think it remains to be seen. I kind of like that the, that Paul McMahon's Top Tom's theme comes out for the Mission Impossible movies. Yes, it's like a special treat. But here's why I find it superior on all fronts, and it should be applied to every Tom Cruise movie, because the Tom Tom Club is that the is that even the right name? It's the name of the group. Okay, the song is called "The Genius of Love." Okay. <laughs> I the feel Chris song? doesn't like this. Uh, I'm this I'm kind of sick of it. Song at all? I caught up on the last few episodes <laughs> in my iTunes, where you can download and subscribe. Right. You can leave uh, leave a comment. <laughs> rate rate the episodes. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. And I would suggest Deja you, you rate the episodes. Say change the Top Tom's theme song. So you're saying that would that you were in control. Would that I were the thing you would change about the podcast. When it's time to change, would it's be time to rearrange the Top Tom's theme. Yes. Well, then let me ask you this. Ooh. This is a story about control. I'm Cruise. And this time I'm going to do it my way. Let's suppose you were in control of this movie, a.k.a. Cruise Control, the segment we're now in, where we are in control of the movie and you can make a change for better or worse, what would you change, Chris G? Well, I would try and make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, now no. that you've opened up the door to make things worse. Hey, man. You know, I've given the option. All right. I'm not trying to make it worse, but my my cruise control might make things worse. I want that rabbit's foot. I want it to go off. I want it to to be activated and ignite. You, Find you out want, like what want, is this thing? You want the rabbit's foot. Is it just is You it want just, the rabbit's foot. Yes. I want I want the rabbit's foot. The rabbit's foot. Yes. Oh and David really hit the T on that near the Tell end. Tell me where the rabbit's foot is. I want you to take I want you to give me the rabbit's foot. Where's the rabbit's foot? But even when if, when he got the rabbit's foot, he's probably like This isn't the rabbit's foot. This isn't the rabbit's foot. It's not furry. What are you playing me at? I will kill her. We're going to count to ten. There's no fur on the rabbit's foot. Explosive charge in your head. I feel like your Owen Davian is so fat. (laughs) (laughs) Your Owen Davian is like swallowing his own tongue. (laughs) Which which I I understand. It doesn't work because you look at Philip Seymour Hoffman and he's just shredded. Shredded. Ripped to shreds. He got in really good shape for this movie. Yeah, by the way. Explosive charge in your head. Tom Cruise definitely takes his shirt off. So familiar. Fitness report? He's in good shape. All right. (laughs) All right, so Chris wants to see the rabbit's foot in action. Mark, you're in cruise control. Okay. Um, I'm in cruise control. I would have made... I would have made... So Ethan just would have remained a traffic analyst... (laughs) When he went to 7-Eleven, uh, he would have been looking for that camera, but because uh, you remember he, oh, he yeah. picked up a camera, yeah. and that's how he saw the message. Yeah, message that will self-destruct. So he would have went and bought the camera, and there was no message in there, 
and he had to go back and buy every other camera in there <laughs> because someone else bought that camera. Oh, yeah. And it's a story of the person that bought that camera. And he has to use traffic analyst analysis to find the camera. Right. I just good. thought it would it would be would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, traffic analyst and yeah. Yeah, traffic analyst impossible. What would you call this this new movie? Or is it just still called Mission Impossible 3? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, of course. Okay. Mission Impossible 3, yeah. Yeah, of course. Part traffic of analyst. Third movie in the franchise. Mission Impossible 3, human trafficking. <laughs> oh. Traffic camera. Traffic camera. That's also a thing. Yep. All right. Would that I were in control. Please. I didn't like seeing Agent Felicity die. Oh, I, I, that was the worst part of the movie for me. I feel like, and it might have been cheese ball, but the movie kind of ends cheese ball. And now that I say that out loud, like, why didn't, why wasn't that the thing I change? Well, because you know you're caught up in other things, man. You you were so obsessed with seeing the destruction of the world with the rabbit's foot. That's right. I did it for worse. Yeah. So here's what I. Now, granted, if she doesn't die, when she did die, what's going to motivate Ethan Hunt? That was that was fun. Fun. Like, what's going to motivate Ethan Hunt, right? Well, for, on a story level, it's kind of annoying that she has to die to motivate Ethan Hunt to save the day. No, 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 no. But, a messed up. But she, in fact, that ruins everything. No, it makes him so focused on going after Davian. No, that that's when he he does the scene where he opens up the plane doors, and he and he, and he almost and he starts cutting the straps. He's going to dump uh, Davian out of the plane. Well, that too. But and that's Luther's great, saying, no, but that's not until they get Davian. I'm saying the thing that motivates him to go, I'm putting this team together. We're going to the Vatican. We're going to kidnap Davian against all orders. It's a personal vendetta because Davian killed Agent Felicity. So you're saying, uh, Greg, if Agent Felicity doesn't die, how do you motivate Ethan Hunt to go after Davian? <laughs> You've ruined the movie. Ha. What about this? You're right. That, I was thinking that. But I'm non. I want to see where you're going with it. Yeah, let's see. In say. lieu of her dying, maybe she goes into, as our friend Stephen has said in the past, a state of coma. State of coma. A state of coma. State of coma. So he's still upset. Uh huh. But he, not all the way upset. But not all the way upset. And he's not. Who's the nurse the in charge Wait, of well, watching her in the hospital in her state of coma? But I'm saying he would be very upset. But it wouldn't be a case that you've never seen we've him never, that upset. We've seen him that upset before. Yeah, we've seen him, like, you know what I mean? Which now reminds me of another thing. I would really like to see uh, that guy come back. That guy. What's his name? Johnny Upset. No, yeah, but the, the character. The character Kittrich. from... Kittrich. Kittrich. But I'm saying, okay, so Agent Felicity goes into a state of coma. The big adventure happens. They come back. They introduce Julia to all the IMF people. Cheeseball ending. But before cheeseball ending, Lawrence Fishburne comes in and says, she's woken up. And then she's alive. And Agent Felicity could be in Mission Impossible in 4. Hot, hot three-way? No, yeah. she's the star of Ghost Protocol. Oh. oh. I thought you were going somewhere else. No, man. Good. Yeah, I just assumed that's where you were what going. What up? I, w- I wasn't thinking that at right. all. <laughs> so that and more Kittredge. We haven't seen Kittredge in, since the first movie. And not to spoil anything, we don't see him in the next two. And that's a shame. Yeah, I, like I don't remember Kittredge. who he was. Kittredge is in the first Mission Impossible movie that you never saw. Right. He's the one that says, Ethan, I understand you're very upset. And Ethan Hunt says, Kittredge, you've never seen me very upset. Then he throws some explosive gum at a fish tank. There's a big explosion and he runs out. Oh, and he runs Tom Cruise style. This, ha- this all happens in Prague. <laughs> 
Right, okay. During the mole hunt. So that, friends, explosive is explosive charge in your head. What else is going on, fellas? What does JJ stand for? J? Jim Jarmusch. What did you say? J what? Jonah. Jim Jarmusch. Closest without going over. <laughs> well, Chris, you're the winner. It's Jeffrey Jacob. I should have guessed it was going to be those two it. names. I knew it. Did you know he's also a, a musician? What instrument? No, but. Go on. Did I'm you, with you so far. Did you know he was the producer of the television series Felicity? Whoa. Mind Wait, are we still blown. in cruising together? Or is this a J.J. Abrams show? Talk about J.J. Abrams. And what is the name of this J.J. Abrams show? It's called J.J. Uh, Jabber. Peep. Peanut butter and JJ. Jabbering JJ. Jabbering about JJ. I, I don't know. I don't. This is your guys' show. I'm like the guest on this show. So he had a great run on Felicity. Okay. Then he does Alias. Right. Tom Cruise sees Alias and he says, wow, this guy knows how to do spy stuff. Bring this guy on because everybody else is jumping ship off of MI3. That's right. Let's bring on JJ Abrams. JJ Abrams says, okay, Tom, I'll do it on one condition. Tom Cruise says, name it. He says, Felicity's got to be in this thing. And Tom Cruise says, okay, but she's gonna, we got to kill her immediately. <laughs> he says, JJ as long as Greg right Grumberg it. isn't in it, we're good. Yep. Yeah, I think David Fincher was supposed to direct this uh, installment of the Mission Impossible franchise. So now is, uh, is all, uh, are the rest of the future Mission Impossibles also under that bad robot umbrella? I know Rogue Nation is Rogue, bad robot. Rogue Nation was so I, much so that I was fooled by the introduction of their logo and to think that the movie had already started. And I was like, no, oh, it's another one of these? There's I like can't, five of those things. Yeah, and I cannot recall as to whether Ghost Protocol is a bad robot joint or not. Did you ever see Fringe? I saw the first episode of Fringe. He did the theme song. With another J.J., Joshua Jackson. True. I should have guessed J.J. Abrams was Joshua Jackson Abrams. You could do that in post. I will do it in post. In the post factory. With How did the song go to Fringe? It's awesome. Is it like, Fringe? We're always going to be Fringe. It's Fringe. fringe it's what's hanging off forever. the coat. We'll always be Fringe. Wow. Yeah. He bit it off the Saved by the Bell uh, Friends Forever song. That's when they sing where uh, mm-hmm. where Jessie is so excited. So excited. Yeah, she's she just, just can't hide she's it. scared. She's just so, scared. so scared. Yeah. I made making reference to that when I was in college. I was like, that was the defining. And now it is the thing everybody talks about. But I, once again, what? ahead of the curve. Saved by the Bell episode where Jessie's on speed. Oh, it's called Jessie's Song. And she sings, I'm so excited, I'm so excited, I'm so scared. scared. <laughs> I've never seen it. Well, you should watch it right now. The three gals are making a music video, and they're all wearing leotards. And, Great uh, music video. Yeah, they're jumping around on these boxes in a weird room. They actually have all these fans remake that video. If you actually that doesn't <laughs> surprise me. <laughs> it's Hot Sunday's, um, what's the name of that song? 
Put your mind to it, go for it. Get down and break a sweat. Rock and roll, you ain't seen nothing yet. Be careful, BMI is going to come after us if you <laughs> come after that song. Ooh. <laughs> I think uh, Garfunkel Notes did a video for uh, a song called Sports that's similar, where they're dancing around in these weird boxes. About those, those like uh, forks that could be spoons, too? Did I say sporks? Did I say sports? What did I say? Spork from where? From Orc. Nanu Nanu. Thank you. We'll see you all again. Sleep tight. <laughs>